37 verses 1 it says it says trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your hearts Commit your ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Father, we welcome your presence even as we start our meeting today. Be with us in the name of Jesus. I bless your name. I bless your name. Yeah. 
Dennis for the worship. I just want to say an encouraging verse. It's in Psalms 121 verse 1 and 2. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. As you go into the next section, I'd like to welcome the speaker today, Evangelist Kitonga. And right, right as before he starts to minister to us the word, I just w- was reading what he will be um, reading to us. And it's the parable of the sower and just something about that. Just something, just something about that parable. I, 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 just, I just want you guys to find out for yourselves. Um, parables are really good because they teach us right from wrong. Just um, Jesus used it as a prime example to just teach his ways. And I just want this evangelist just to just go on with it. Amen, amen, amen. You have the floor. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Amen. My name's uh, David Yetonga. And, uh, this afternoon, I'm born again. And I thank God for this chance. I also thank uh, Pastor Jero for allowing me to speak to his congregation in living effectively, may the man of God be blessed. May the Lord also take care of your family. Um, Without uh, further ado, I will go ahead and uh, pray so that uh, we can start the word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, this afternoon, we born before you. With all the humility, we humble ourselves before you. For we know, Lord, that you are the king and you are the maker and the creator. We know that we cannot live even a single moment without thy other authority. Now, Lord, we gather here so that we can hear from you, so that we can listen from you. We submit unto thee. 
We submit to you so that you can use us tonight. We submit to you so that we can learn from you. We can hear from you. We pray for your spirit as we listen and as we hear. May your spirit guide us. May your spirit give us the knowledge of understanding, the knowledge of hearing from you, because it's only through that we can be able to understand and know what you want us to do tonight. We worship you, Father. I thank you, Lord, Father, for each and every one that is listening tonight. Even those who are with us and even those who shall listen later, I submit this dear ones unto thee. May your Holy Spirit be plenty among us, each and every one of us. Speak to us in a way you want us to hear tonight. And after all that, may your glory and honor be unto thee. In Jesus' name, we do pray and believe. Amen and amen. Uh, as I was uh, with those who were here last uh, week, you know that uh, we were taught about the lost sheep, that uh, the Lord is willing to leave, or the farmer or the Lord is willing to leave uh, the 99 sheep in the shed and then go after one lost sheep. That was what we were taught uh, last week, and it was fairly educative. And very good, and uh, it's my prayer that we are not to be the lost sheep, but to be among the 99 for the Lord, who is our maker. So tonight, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, speak on the parable of the shower. I know uh, you have been told that a parable is just a short story uh, with a symbolic meaning, uh, with a meaning. We know that Jesus, uh, the reason, he gave us the reason why he was teaching with parable. Uh, and uh, he's saying that one of the reasons was to reveal, and the other reason was to conceal. So uh, the, the meaning of what he was teaching. The parable of the, the sower is found in uh, three Gospels. We write it uh, in the book of Mark, uh, 4, 1 to 9. Also in the book of Matthew, 13, that is 3 to 23. We also find uh, the story of the sower in the book of Luke, that is 8, 5 to 18. On today, we will use, uh, on today's teaching, we shall use the version of Matthew. So we shall read uh, the book of Matthew uh, from 13, that's 13, 3b to 23. We see there, literally in that Matthew, that's where Jesus gives the reason why he teaches uh, with parables. He tells us in the Matthew 13, we'll, we'll read, but that's, let me tell you the reason why he gave the two, where we, we find the two reasons for his teaching on parables. He says one of the reasons is to reveal. He says in 13, chapter 13 and verse 11, he says that uh, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but not to them. To you, it means to the disciples that the knowledge of the kingdom of God has been given for these people who are the disciples. Now it's not the disciples, it's me and you to defeat the knowledge of the kingdom of God, that the secrets of the kingdom of God have been revealed to me, me and you tonight. And then, the other reason was to conceal. He tells us also in 13, verse 13, that the reason for this, this is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing, they do not see. Those hearing, they do not hear or understand. So the other reason for speaking with parables was to conceal. So that they are, they, they were, though they were seeing Jesus, they were seeing talking, 
they are not aware of what kingdom is. That's the same reason uh, appears also to our current world. Where, wherever we, we who are in knows about the kingdom of God, and those who are outside, they know nothing about the kingdom of God. So those, those are the main reason why uh, Jesus was teaching on this uh, short symbolic uh, story. So uh, I will request uh, a few people to read uh, with me uh, the book of Matthew. Today we are reading 13 verses. So let me see who are, our, my, uh, who are here tonight. So uh, first I would ask, uh, I don't know, they have not put their name, but I know uh, Brother Sakuda, you're you there. So I ask your son to read for us uh, Matthew 13 from verse 3. I, I will give him to verse 6. I will give him to verse 6, one of your sons or one of your child. Uh, did you say verses uh, 3 to 6? Yes, sir. Okay. Give me one moment. Okay. Then he told them many things in the parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly. Because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Amen. Thank you. Uh, I'll also ask uh, Mary Ann to read uh, 7 to 10. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seeds. Seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop 160 or 30 times that was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? Amen. Thank you. Uh, Carton, uh, then, then read for us 11 to 12. All right. Matthew 13, 11 to 12. He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them, whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they will be taken from them. Amen. Amen. Let's continue reading. I'll ask uh, Nyambura okay. to read. Uh... Matthew 13, 13 to 15. Yes. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor, nor do they understand. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this, for this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they can they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Amen. Amen. This story of the parable of the sower, the Lord is telling us very, very major points or what we learn from this is three lessons is that the Lord spreads the gospel wide, widely. The word of God is not hidden to people, but they have ignored it. That's why we have different people, some claiming to be Christians, some against the world. But I speak specifically to those who, who belong to, who, who claim to be Christians, and uh, their actions denied Christ. We, we, we see that uh, when Jesus explains 
why he taught with, to, with parables to these people, because from there down, we will see as Jesus now is explaining the meaning of this parable, we'll see different of people. We will see as he explains from where, from verse 16, because down there we, we will see uh, how Jesus explained this, this parable. So it's just, it's just broad daylight that the Lord's wand is so windy, is so windy available. It's available to even our siblings, even to the people, to your friends. They have had it, but uh, they, they look, they belong like to these scenes that the Lord has, has scattered its wand everywhere in this world, even now by a touch of the phone, by a touch of any gadget, anyone is, to, is able to find the word of God. Anyone is able to see or hear the word of God. But also the enemy is out in the world because uh, when we, we, we will see that when the one is, some people deceive the one, the enemy comes and pick it up. Others get the one when they are undergoing through stress, they lose the one. So uh, the Lord is teaching us that one thing that the one, is one is rendered available. It's rendered available to our brothers, to our sisters, to our moms. But many people have denied the one of God. So uh, that's one of the key reasons of this, the parable of the sower, is that the one of God it's very, it's very spreadly wide. Like this farmer who was just uh, throwing the seeds. The seeds fell in the rock, others in the zone, others in the good soil. That's how uh, the wand of the God's wand is spread widely. I will ask uh, Benjamin to read uh, 16 to 17. 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears, for they hear. For assuredly, I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Amen. To finish reading uh, a man, uh, to read Matthew 18 to 21. Matthew 13, 18 to 21, right? Mm -hmm. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. But he who received the seed on, a, on stony places, this is who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root to himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for being there for her. My Bible says in verse 21, it's on an NIV, but since he has no root, he rats only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the one, he quickly away. Before we read the next part, I'll see the reason why uh, we need why this way, why Jesus taught this parable of the shower. We have seen that the wrong God himself spread his gospel widely. Then we see the second lesson for this parable of the shower is that many respond with the rest saving faith, that many receive this one, but they have less than saving faith. They don't have enough faith. They don't have 100% faith to God. So we are being asked by God 
our faith has to be 100%, not to people or other resources, but to the Lord. One of the, the incidents we see in the uh, book of Mark, uh, in the book of Mark 9, 9, we, we see this is the healing of the boy with an evil spirit. Mark 9, 23, 24, I'll read it here. It's Jesus eating someone with a, a boy with an evil spirit. The man, the father of the man or the young boy was not uh, having enough faith. So he, he tells Jesus in verse 23, he is asking Jesus for help to heal his son. And in verse 23 of Mark 9, 23, he says, he tells Jesus kind of uh, in a very little faith, heal him if you can. Just imagine that. He's telling the son of God, heal him if you, if you can. And then he continues, everything is possible. Jesus kind of ridicules him and asks him, if you can. Jesus now replying this uh, father of this young man, if you can. Jesus saying, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I don't believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. So uh, as we have seen that the second reason of, for this parable, we run from this parable, is many people respond with rest and saving faith. So as we have seen this man, the father of the, bo the boy who had evil spirit, himself, with Jesus basically, he could not have that way to believe. So uh, we have been asked to pray Jesus so that Jesus will help us, me and you, to, to overcome our belief. So uh, as we have seen that many people in this battle of the sower, so sad that many people have responded to the faith, but they have responded in less than saving faith. So we are being asked tonight that we need to respond to the word of God 100% in faith. And if we find that our faith is inadequate, Jesus, as is, we are running from this story of this man asking Jesus to heal him, he, is, he asked Jesus, help me to overcome my unbelief. So even I and you, I, Itonga, I, you, uh, Sister Nyambura, Brother Hipraim, we are being asked by the Lord that when we find that our faith is inadequate, that we are not performing as we should be performing, like the sin that fell in the vertical ground. Anytime we find that our scale is tilting in a way that we are not able to perform what you have been called to do to the Lord. The Lord is asking I and you tonight, we pray him to help us in our belief so, so that we can respond in 100% faith, like the sin that fell in the fertile soil. Uh, at this time, I'll ask Clairon to read the last part of our reading today, yes, Matthew 20, Matthew 13, 22 to 13. Matthew 13, 22 to 23 says, Now he who received seed among the thorns, he is he who hears the word, and the cares of this world choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. But he who received seed on the good ground, he is who he hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Amen. Amen. So, thank you. Thank you, Gridon. So, that now brings us to our third lesson 
from this parap of the sower. The verse rests on, we have seen that the word of God is so much available. It's rendered available in all types of people, black, white, brown, all people. The word of God is widely available to them. Then we have seen the second reason is that many people respond to this faith with less faith. And the Lord has told us, has requested you and I tonight. In the time we are having inadequate faith to ask for that faith. Because the only legitimate response to the gospel is obedience and perseverance. The other reason we read or we get from this parable of the sour is that the only legitimate response to the gospel is obedience and perseverance. The only, the only other the only other reason for me to be a believer, for me to be an effective believer, is to have an effective response to the gospel, and that is through obedience and perseverance. We are to genuinely, genuinely accept the word of God. We are called to genuinely accept the gospel, genuinely accept the gospel. That's the only way, me and you, we can be able to heal, to produce the crop, to heal 160, that times what, the, what was sown, the faith we received. We, the only way we can be able to be good disciples, be able to form the Great Commission, whether you are a child, whether you are a mom, whether you are a dad, is through faith and 100% faith. That's the only legitimate response to the gospel is obedience and perseverance. As we uh, read also in the book of Romans 10, 8 and, 10, 8, and 8 through 10, it says that, but the one is near you. It is in your mouth, in your heart, that is the one of faith we are proclaiming. But uh, as I say that God spreads the gospel widely. So the word of the Lord is near me. It's near everyone. Actually, in this current world now, whether you are in Muslim, Islamic country or anywhere they burn the Bible, so long there's an internet. By just a dire, the word of the Lord is near them. It's even near their mouth. It's near their, their heart. And that is the word of faith we are proclaiming. We read, uh, that's Romans uh, 10. We read uh, at uh, verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's by your mouth that you confess and you are saved. So the word of the Lord is rendered available. So my question for me to you and everyone who is listening, so the word is available. What type of soil am I? What type of soil? Will I be the one that uh, listen to what the parable means? That anyone who hears the kingdom of God and he does not understand the evil comes and snatches it away. And then the one is not sown in his heart. Are you that person? Are you the person that the, 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 is always my heart? Is my heart like the sin that's sown along the path? Those who received the one, and then someone comes, the devil comes and snatches it away. Am I the one who received the word of the Lord? Hey, the word was powerful today. I hear the word of God. But since it's on the rock where there's no root, the one, does, the, the one does not trust in me. 
so that when people see me at my work, at school, at my, my friends, they have no difference. Whether I have one of God, am I that person? How is my faith? Am I, rest, am I genuine? Am I genuine in accepting the gospel? Can my children as a dad say, our dad, he has those qualities. He saw some characteristic of a believer. How? How does your workers, how does other students, how does your teacher in the class classify you? How do you behave when you are with other children? How is your way portrayed? Because we have to genuinely, genuinely accept the gospel. And not only accept the gospel, we have to be genuinely be multiplying. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who has the one. But the worries of this life and deceitiveness of wealth choke you, make it unfruitful. What type of a person? What type of faith I have? So we have to let God work on our faith. And most of the first thing of all is for you to believe. You have to believe, as we have told, we have seen, as Paul told, tells us there in that we have to believe. We believe in the name of Jesus Christ. It's after our belief, then other things shall follow. We have to believe that Jesus Christ died at least an extent. He died at the cross for my sin. He died at the cross for your sin. It's after that believing, that believing in Jesus Christ, then he shall help us. As he helped this father of the, uh, this man with the evil spirit to overcome the unbelief, he can't help me and you overcome our unbelief unless first we believe in him. And then after that, he shall be able to help us, you and I, to overcome our unbelief. So as we are we near to the conclusion of this parable of the sower, we have seen that the word of God is rendered available to many, but many people have ignored it. We have also seen that many respond to the faith with, with less saving, to the gospel with less saving faith. That's why you, you see many people, they claim to be born again, but somehow or somewhere, whatever they talk is not the gospel. It's not in the gospel. That's why you see some pastors, they claim to be pastors and they overshake uh, uh, the same sex marriage or people who the Bible says what the Bible prohibits. What the Bible says is not already. They stand and say it's already. Those are the people who do not receive the one in the right way. They are not gen they do not receive the gospel in a gen genuine way. Because the only way for them to speak the truth of the gospel, they have to have a response to it in a genuine in a genuine manner, they are obedient to the gospel. And when the trouble comes, because troubles will come, Jesus himself has told us in verse 21 that when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. So we, we, we are, Jesus is preparing you and I because of, of our faith, because of our acceptance to this gospel, troubles will come our way. Will you stand the test? Will you be counted in the kingdom as someone who has fought victorious as a soldier in the gospel? So we conclude by saying that God is calling you and I to receive the one and grow, grow it in our hearts and display characters of Jesus Christ. We have to do in a way that we and becoming people who are li li living effectively members, they are they can display godliness. We are becoming the good soil. We care about the needs of our brothers, the needs of our sisters. We help them. We are there for our mom. We are there for our children. We are there for our brothers. 
in a genuine manner as believers. So that's what we are being called, to display the characters of God by becoming the good soil. We, we have to, if literally you and I claim to be believers of Jesus Christ. Number two, we need consistency in our prayer. We have to pray God to help us overcome our unbelief. Because many times we lack because of our unbelief. So we need to consistently pray, 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 pray in the morning, pray in the evening. And if you are a married couple, if you are married and you have a family, your husband, your wife, and for God has helped you to be in your house every evening, every morning, at least make it a, 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 a behavior. Make it a taboo, praying together before you go to sleep. Because that's the only weapon the enemy can be defeated. Because one of the reasons the devil, the marriages of this country always break, because the devil is very keen to destroy the marriages. Because when he destroys the marriage, the wife is dis disoriented. The husband becomes disoriented. The children are also disoriented. And then the enemy is able to attack. So we, if we have to become the good soil, we need to consistently pray. Pray to God to help us overcome our unbelief. And especially when going through difficult times or when we are being persecuted. Because the Bible, Jesus himself has told us in verse, between verse 20 to, 20 to 23, that there will be difficulties. Whether you are a believer or not, there will be difficulties. But God promises us victory, and that victory is only in our faith in him. So we have to display God's character in our calling. That way, we are becoming a good soil. And then we need to consistently pray. When we are being called for prayers, I feel your time. I feel some time for your family. Be there so that you can pray and be able, because when you submit to God, it's only after you submit to God, when you under God, you are able to tell the devil, you devil, not my children, you devil, not my marriage, you devil, not my finances, you devil, not my school, not my life. The only time you can resist the devil is not when you are high tongue, no. It's only when I am, I am under Jesus Christ, I have submitted to Jesus Christ, and then I can stand back and tell the enemy, you devil, not my children, not my marriage, not my life, in the name of Jesus Christ. It's after I have submitted, I have consistently prayed, under the influence of God, under the power of God, I'm able to tell the devil, devil, you devil, you evil, not my marriage. Not my right. That's the only way we are able to overcome. And the then the then conclusion is that we have to be obedient to God's one, and also be ready to persevere in this one. That we, there will be there will be persecution here, there, and there. But only way to overcome, we have to be obedient to God's one. If you have been called a husband. You have to pray the rules of a husband. If you are a mom, you have to pray the rules of a mom. If you are a pastor, like our pastor, he has to pray the rules of our pastor because that is the calling. If you are a nurse, do the rules of a nurse. If you are a doctor, the same. If you are a teacher, the same. Do what you have been called to do and do it effectively. As our as the church is called, living effectively. This this part of the soul is just us to see that the word of God is so rendered available. Even by his creation, he testifies, I am here, but people deny him. And then we have seen that many people have received gospel, but they have received it not in fully saving faith. They, have, they cannot be saved because they, has, they have refused to submit, to submit the word of God. So we have to surrender, Sur surrender to this faith, 100%. And we not also, we have to 
legitimately, genuinely being the gospel. You cannot be a free trap. Today, yes, uh, praise the Lord, Panessa Spiewe, and then tomorrow um, you don't you, you don't have you don't look like a believer. You have to be a consistent believer in this uh, parable of the soul. You cannot you cannot uh, both quality sins. If you are, if you have, if you have, you have been a farmer like I. I've been a farmer of maize or all those. Even I've kept carol uh, and other animals. You have to look after them. So this word of God is just, it's not just for my the faith of the, the faith I receive. It's just not just a mere receiving the faith. It's me receiving the faith, and every morning going to go to God, call for grace, call. I continue. It's a continuous process. Sanctification is not just a, a one-day thing. It's a day, every day, every morning. I go before God. I tell God, here I am, your servant. I need your grace. I need this, this, and that's how we have to do it. So the part of this, the sour is just those three points. That the word of God is rendered available. Number three, we need to pray consistently. And number four, we have to always genuinely keep the faith and display the quality of our belief. Our Lord and our King, we thank you, Father, for thy word. We thank you that we have run, that it's only in our genuine, in our 100% faith in you, that we shall be able to be a, a good crop. We shall be able to be good disciples. We shall be able to be good witnesses, witnesses in our houses, witnesses in our workplaces, witnesses in our school, witnesses when we're driving, witnesses when we mingle with our siblings, with our parents, with the people that know us and the people who don't know us. The only way to have this absolute faith is only under your control. We submit unto you this afternoon. Let me all spirit speak to us. Whether we are so young, middle age, single mothers, sing, uh, uh, those who are single fathers, the couples, those who even are young ladies, young women, children, older they are. May Holy Spirit be with us. May Holy Spirit increase in us so that we can have that faith. That faith always, the, the strong faith, the 100% faith in the morning, in the noontime, in the evening, even when we are being persecuted, even when we are going through hard time in our marriages, in our work situations, in our neighborhood, in our schoolwork, in our, even with our siblings, even with our brothers, with our parents, so that we can be able to keep this faith. We submit unto thee. We submit unto Jesus so that we can have this grace, this faith to be able to tell the enemy we belong to Jesus. We are, we are children of Jesus Christ so that we can be able to tell the enemy, you endeavor, you are defeated. You endeavor, you are defeated in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, help us. Help each and every one of us. All, all, of, all of us who have the unbelieving, our unbelieving spirit, increase your faith in us. We pray for that grace so that our unbelief can be overcome and we become fully believers in you. In Jesus' name, we do pray and believe. Amen and amen. Back to you, our, our moderator. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for the message and the word, Pastor, no, Evangelist Kidonka. Um, sadly, today there will be no Kahoot, so instead we are going to be playing a video. Um, hope you guys are blessed with it. Without further ado, let's just get to it. Phew, that was tiring. Thank, Thank you, Uncle Yesh. Please tell us another parable, Uncle Yesh. Come on, John. Let Uncle relax for some time. Hmm. Don't worry, John. I will tell you another parable once we fix up our tents. Children, I will tell you the story of the sower and the seed today. I think by the time we reach Hungary, I will finish telling you all the parables of Jesus. Wow, that's great. Wow, that means you will be with us when we cross the border. Yes, I will stay with you, children. 
One day, Jesus was teaching to a large crowd. Listen, he said to them. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, but soon the birds came and ate the seeds on the path. Other seeds fell on a rocky ground, where there wasn't much soil. They sprang up quickly, but they didn't have much roots because there wasn't enough soil. And when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away in the heat. Some seeds fell among thorny bushes nearby. When the seeds sprouted and started to grow, the thorns grew over them and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and it brought forth grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Why are you silent, children? Didn't you understand the story? No, no Uncle Yesh. Don't worry, the disciples also didn't understand it. Later Jesus explained it to them. What is important is that you told me the truth that you didn't understand. Sometimes we simply nod our heads. Please, please explain it to us, uncle. The seed is the word of God. Here Jesus is speaking about the four types of mindsets who listen or read his holy word. The first types are like the seed which has fallen on the path. These are people who hear the word but don't understand it. So the devil immediately comes and takes it away. Oh, that's like me. <laughs> the second type are like the seed sown on rocky ground. This is the one who hears the God's word and immediately receive it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but bears only for a while. And the moment when a trouble arises, that person immediately forgets everything about the God's word. That is like me. The third type are like the seed sown amongst thorns. They hear the word and try to keep it, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth and the desire for other things come in and choke the word and it yields nothing. God have mercy on me. That sounds like me. Don't worry, Joshua, Esther and John. The very fact that you see yourselves in this parable shows that you wish to change. After all, even thorny and rocky land can be put fertile by digging out the rocks and cutting the thorns. Thank you, Uncle Yesh. Now listen to the fourth type who are like the seed which fell on good soil. These are people who hear, understand and accept the word of God and bear fruit. In one case 30, in another 60 and in another 100. Wow! How I wish to be like the fourth type. We do! Well, the choice lies with you and me. Remember, only the word of God planted in your heart has the power to save you. So let us all pray to the Holy Spirit and ask Him to fill us with His wisdom and understanding. Let's do that! Come, Come Holy Spirit, fill us with your wisdom. Amen, amen, amen. That video was very powerful. It really explained to us everything that we've learned. Thank you guys for logging in. And now let us finish with surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Also, I just want to let you guys know on Wednesdays, we have a morning Bible study from 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, that is all. I just want you guys to be blessed and have a great rest of your day. Amen.